0: Go ahead, Shanae.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, this, if you are not aware, this is a safe continuing podcast where each and every week we get together and talk about video games uh-huh. and video game related topics. Yes. Uh, I'm Shanae Howard. This is Ryan Robinson. That is me. Yes, correct. Uh, Tommy's not here. We've kicked him out of the group.
0: Yeah. Actually, Tom is on a on a week-long luxurious cruise to Jamaica
1: He's gonna he's gonna do a backflip off the front of the boat. I'm pretty excited that about that. That sounds
0: it. really cool. Now he's gonna
1: survive. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so how was your week?
0: My week was pretty good. I want to show you guys something. I got hold on. I forgot. I want to show you guys something. What? So I got this uh, this week. It's a uh, it's a sample of the the Last of Us two soundtrack on a uh, on vinyl cassette uh so it's got two tracks on the uh on the disc it's got little sadie and uh the last of us cycles and uh there are two so it's one song per track i'm sorry one uh, song per uh, side and i want to show you guys what this looks like because i'm kind of really excited about this and i'm really excited for the uh the full soundtrack to come out oh, nice. so it's got it's a short little baby disc Oh, you don't have to wear your gloves? No, I'm alright. Uh, so, side A and uh, side B. I thought it looked really cool, I like the colors on it. Um, this is actually the first record that I've ever owned that uh, is played at 45 rotations per minute. So, I mean that's interesting to me. But uh, yeah, so it's just a little sample of The Last of Us 2 soundtrack. Um, I'm hoping that they press the full soundtrack to vinyl when the game actually comes out. Um, but yeah, I got it from uh, some place called Mondo, Mondo, I guess it's just called Mondo, I don't know, I guess that's the whole name, but they do a lot of like video game related merchandise. Nice. Um, like I looked on their catalog after I ordered this and they do a lot of stuff like they had, uh, the God of War, they, they ones to distribute the God of War soundtrack. Um, and they did, they did some other stuff too, so, uh, yeah, it's really neat. And also I found out these guys are based out of Austin. So. I didn't know that. Yeah, which is insane to me because while I like this little thing, it cost me about sixteen dollars. Uh, what's insane to me about it is these people are based in Austin. We are in San Antonio, which is about an hour and a uh-huh. half, hour and a half away, and uh, it took forever to get to me. I have friends online who have also ordered this, who got it a lot sooner than I did.
1: Oh, well, they just don't like you.
0: Sure. because you are like oh, San Antonio sure like, uh, I do I am I'm I'm intimately aware of the attitude Austinites have towards San antonians so uh, but yeah that's something that I that I uh, that I got I've been reading the uh, not reading I don't read books but I have been uh, listening to the Witcher audiobooks uh, I got what are those they are well
1: well are the books good or is the voice acting good
0: I think it's both uh, so um, I went. So the first two books in the series are a collection of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I got through the I got through that first collection, and it's it was quite excellent. Um, and I'm I'm currently working through the second one. Um, yeah. So the stories are, themselves are good. Uh, they're very engaging. Um, there's a lot of really cool imagery in the books, but also the narration is like it's it's really neat because uh, is
1: it one person doing all the narration? It's just thing? one person.
0: And the cool thing about it is that, uh, so sometimes you have, you have um, narrators who will change their voices ever slightly just to kind of denote that, that you're listening to a different character speak. But this guy, I, I wish I could remember his name, um, but this guy, he, will, he reads, like, as he's reading, like, every voice is just is different. Like, like, on, like, they're indistinguishable from one another. And it's almost like there's more than one person in the room with him. And it's really cool hearing him like, do every character. And like, if it were me, I would only be able to think of so many voices to do for each character. But he's got, like, he found a way to uh, and put a lot of uh, personality into, into like, even, the, even the most minor well, characters. Which,
1: which is the book? Because The Last Wish...
0: The Last Wish is the first, is the first collection of short Stories. And now I'm on the Sword of Destiny. Because
1: it says on the audiobook for The Last Wish, it had multiple people working on it. Uh,
0: well, in the beginning, uh, I don't know if there's a different version than the one I'm listening to on Audible. But uh, the narration, the only one person is credited. So. Um,
1: yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Because I, 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 like, uh, I like when fantasy books are particularly um, are done with multiple actors. Like, I like Doom a lot for that reason. Uh, and a couple other ones, <laughs> as far as that goes, just because when, uh, a lot of fancy books I read or listen to that have one narrator that does different accents for them. Yeah. Those, that's basically those, what those, those accents will change.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, if you listen to, like, um, I think, it, I could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the one who does is Roy Dortrys that does Game of Thrones. Okay. And what... Daenerys sounded like in the first book is not what she sounds like now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and same with like, Arya. It's, it's mainly the females that he's like, really inconsistent on what they're gonna be sounding like.
0: Which... So it's, it's, a, it's a male narrator uh, doing female voices.
1: Yeah, I, and those are the ones I noticed the most. I think Davos is pretty egregious as well. Um, I don't necessarily mind if it's just like a one book series, but like, if it's like, multiple, I notice that there tends to be a lot of changes.
0: Uh, yeah, so then that's really the only time I really, when it's, when I really notice it is when he's doing, like, the, when he's doing the voice the women, um, but, yeah, it's, it's, re- the, the only, the only time I've actually heard, I've actually listened to a, uh, audiobook where there was multiple actors was when I, I did, uh, I listened to World War Z, like, eight years ago, mm-hmm.
1: and Was it good? Like, it, was it voice acted well?
0: Yeah, it was really cool, uh, they had, like, for each, for each entry, uh, well, for each interview, they got a different actor, um, and I thought that was really neat. But, um, yeah, I've been wanting to read, I've wanted to listen to all the, all the Witcher books before I actually played the games. Um, because I wanted for the first time to, like, shh. sorry guys, that's, my dog is being unreasonable. But, uh, usually when I, like, play a game or watch a movie based on, like, a, existing work, like, I, um, Sydney! Hey cinnamon,
1: can you like not?
0: Yeah, please. Uh, usually when I listen to uh, or, or or usually when like I play a game that's based on like based on books or watch a movie based on those books. Like my first my first introduction to those characters is in that in that work. But I was I thought it would be cool to like be playing the Witcher games and be like oh hey I recognize that person from the books and I, so I actually wanted to have that because I'm sure other people who have played the Witcher games over the past ten years have had that had those moments and I thought that would, I thought I would like to have that as well. Also, uh, this narrator's Geralt voice is better than the game Geralt voice.
1: That's nice. Yeah. That, that's interesting, yeah. Like, um I I read quite a few of the World of Warcraft books. Yeah. And uh look like, yeah, the similar thing, after I read them, like playing the games and across them mm-hmm. was a really fun thing. It's also like <clears throat> I don't know, it's also like I think the... Part of the fun of uh, part of the fun of uh, reading books and stuff before TV shows and movies, because uh, like of course there's downsides. Everyone's like, oh, like because you're just straight comparative, but it's always really nice to see like a different version of a character that you already know.
0: Yeah,
1: and see what their adaptation and opinion of what that character is like ends up being. I just think it's really interesting.
0: You see, and the funny thing for me is if you show me what that you, like if someone shows me their interpretation of the character, like if I see it in a movie or what have you, then a, the, the interpretation that I had for that character is completely erased and, and just replaced by whatever I just saw.
1: Oh, I, I mean sometimes that happens, like it mainly happens with characters I didn't really necessarily feel strongly about, yeah. and if they, like their adaptation can make me feel strongly about that character, then I love it. Like. The first time I read the Harry Potter books, I didn't really have like, many thoughts about Neville Longbottom. But then, mm-hmm. like watching the like the movies, it made me care about Neville more and see him in more dimension see him as an actual person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's I, there's a lot of problems with those movies comparative to the books. If you're gonna do source material, but I ask but it it's it's whatever. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, no, I. But I, I see what you mean. But normally, if I have, like strong feelings, like Hermione uh, and Luna, love good as far as that series goes, I still can differentiate my first opinions and thoughts about them versus like the TV show.
0: Yeah.
1: TV show movies.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and the only thing that I'm not looking forward to because after I finish all the books, I'm going to go through and actually play the games, and um, like I think I will lament the fact that I like. Geralt more than I like Gabe Geralt at this point. Um, he just seems cooler in the books and uh, he seems like the thing about witchers is that uh, they're not human and like one of the like one of the byproducts of their mutation and that makes it more effective at their jobs is that their emotions are turned like way down to zero or like, yeah. or, like muted like, like muted like really really heavily so that like that doesn't get in the way but like.
1: No I played Witcher
0: three. And the thing is that, like, there is the way, that, uh, the way that Geralt is narrated in those books makes him seem more well-rounded and fleshed out than the games actually do.
1: Oh, I feel like that ha- is that this lends itself to the book medium. The fact yeah. that you can listen to their thoughts and then read their actions rather than seeing it so you have that time to process it. Yeah so you i don't know i just like there's a lot like you can feel the meaning and actions more because you're reading it and have your own mental stimuli and mental picture for it other than just having it rendered where you can overlook something because there's a lot of stimuli Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like this like obviously the book medium lends itself better to understanding characters and their motives better especially main characters yeah uh
0: so yeah that's kind of what i've been doing um playing some dead cells again
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Are you gonna write a
0: review for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, I remember back when that game was in early access, I uh, I did a check it out on Dead Cells. You did. Um, and the game is—it's not like the the basic the basic setup of. Uh, yeah, they've added so much to uh, version 1.0 in Dead Cells that like it feels almost like. Not a completely different game, but it feels like a fresh experience.
1: Uh, I feel that way with Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Like, when I first played it versus what it is now. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's only like five or six heroes you could have at that time, and now there's like a fuck ton of them. And also, just a lot of dynamics and like how torches work, and then all the new creatures. Well, how did
0: torches work before?
1: Uh, They didn't get the same bonuses, so they give them. Uh, as far as, like, benefits and things like that. Like, from the very first time I played it, which I think I talked about it, what, 2015 with you guys? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it was one of my first Check It Outs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that versus trying it again now, Mm -hmm. and, like, reading, like, about all these different characters, I was like, this is too much. Yeah. Too much. This is. It's the basis of the same game, but now you have to worry about a lot more things. Yeah. And I'm just not, like, I already had a lot to worry about, and I liked that level of it. Yeah. Um, that I'm just like, oh, I, I can't get back into this. Yeah. I Like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to complete Darkest Dungeon. I'm never, like, I don't think I'm gonna ever going to give my time to it again.
0: The, the funny thing about Darkest Dungeon is that the game is about... The game, like the, the gameplay aspect of it, is like about so many different things. But one of those one of those one of the components of it is managing the stress and anxiety of those characters. And like, if you are someone who who is already feeling anxious while playing the game, like so you have to keep your own anxiety in check while also managing the anxiety <laughs> of these characters.
1: Yeah, I always would pick uh, to help alleviate it on myself. Like, I would always have one character that I was just trying, that I was just like, it's okay if you go and save. Yeah. As long as you don't kill these other guys. It's okay if you get, like, these levels. I'm going to spend my time and resources on these yeah. other ones. And normally it was just, like, some sort of, like, DPS role or something like that. Yeah. Something that, like, or depending on the dungeon, what, things, something that they weren't, like, as important as the rest of them. I just had the one, I had the three mains, and then the one that was like, you can fuck off. Yeah. And that helped it a lot for me. I, I don't think that method would probably work uh, as well, considering last time I replayed it and all the things that are going for it. But in the beginning, I definitely had characters, I was like, you can die. I'm not gonna spend time with an I'm not gonna spend time with that. I would make, those are the ones that I, would, I would make like, open up yeah. all the things, and stuff like that, and I'm like, it's fine. You are, you are the bait, you are the land slaughter.
0: Uh, If you guys don't know what Darkest Dungeon is, um, you should definitely look it up. But the basic premise of the game is uh, you are a descendant who has inherited this manor, this this cursed estate. And you are to... The the end goal is to conquer the titular Darkest Dungeon.
1: The Dankest Dungeon.
0: Yeah, it's the Darkest Dankest Dungeon. And uh, it takes a different uh, perspective to the idea of... uh, dungeon exploration that I think a lot of other, like, most other RPGs don't really address, like, which is, like, this stress and, uh, the trauma that would come with fighting monsters, uh, especially the ones that are as nightmarish as the ones that are in this game.
1: It's very Lovecraftian. Yeah. Uh, the voice acting in it, I think said in my review, is amazing. It really is. Yeah, um, it's, it fits the tone and the mood so well. Yeah. And, it, I shouldn't say I never will. I... I probably might play a couple rounds but I never going to beat it. Yeah, um but I should probably just take it off my list cuz it's just cluttering it up and like and if I'm going to spend time playing a random steam game, it's probably not going to be that. Uh
0: uh well, I guess that would be a good segue into what I wanted to talk about today. So, um so it is very often that um it is very often that I will stop playing a game partway through. Um and surprisingly enough, it is very rarely because the game is bad. Um, it is. For, it's usually for any number of things. So, *Darkest Dungeon*. Uh, that game is excellent. Uh, it's very well made. It's art uh, style is great. The music is awesome. The narration, everything about that game is something that I that I would that I would love, right? And when I'm playing it and I'm and I'm, I'm progressing through a good clip. Uh, I, I love it. Like when you have like when you finally get that perfect. When you have that good group setup, so you can have you can have uh, you can have four up to four people in your group. And when you have that perfect setup and everybody's positioned in just the right way for you guys to get a, like a good combat rotation, and you're just going through the dungeons, it feels really good. But that game, goddamn, that game is hard. It's uh, that game is really hard. It's
1: and it's not that even like the combat card, It's just managing. Just man, man it's it's. It is. It's just a management problem. It's, if you don't like RTSs, you probably won't like this because because well, like because there is a lot of management aspects as far as their health. Yeah. Uh, they'll be put under curses. Your money, the armors, the stress factors. What we talked about. Because if you go, if they have too much stress, they either go insane or they do like a yeah. champion mode where like something good happens. And I still like, I
0: still don't have a firm grasp on like what determines which way that goes.
1: Oh, I think it's random.
0: Okay um but uh the game it so, used to be
1: random i don't know now if things, things
0: changed so i, th- I beginning think there's, was there's, random. there's some dice roll that comes into play but uh yeah so the combat is all turn based and um and it's so there's not like it's not a it's not an issue of reflexes or dexterity it's just it's it's plan like like much of the same way as of like a game like chess like it's planning ahead and Thinking about what your, what your opponent might do, and um, and kind of trying to make contingencies for that. But the game is so uh, the game is so relentless and brutal about. It's
1: unforgiving for sure. It, it,
0: it <laughs> it will throw, like, like all it, it all it takes is you know, The game will throw curveballs at you. Um, like like it's, the game will throw curveballs at you at, at like a an irregular rate. And it, all it takes, it, it just takes one bad turn to just like ruin the entire run. Um, because one bad turn can just have like a domino effect. Like now this person is insane. Now this person is dead. Now this person is bleeding out and just like everything can fall apart really easily. And um, and then you have to, then it gets to the point where if the run is going so badly, do you, do you press on or do you retreat and have, you know, put that stress on your heroes and then have to try to kind of figure out how to salvage it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those games where you don't get attached to your characters that you're playing with because they're going to die. They're going to. Like, especially people that get upset when their, like, first character dies. I'm just like, oh, honey, no. (laughs) That's that's, that's your own fault for caring about them. You should have stopped that.
0: (laughs) See, with Darkest Dungeon and other games that aren't of the same type, but I have this thing where... Um, things have to go, and Darkest Dungeon isn't the right game for me, for this reason, because things have to go just right, or I'm reloading a save. Like, for example, Darkest Dungeon, uh, I go into a dungeon, and then, like, let's say, um, you know, one of my guys dies, and I'm just like, I can't accept that. I need to, I maybe I need to reload Res. or something. Right. <laughs> or, um... You know, or similar things like if a game has like a stealth section, and if I don't go through perfect with perfect stealth, I'm like, let me reload that and try again. Um, and and like, but darkest dungeon is not the game for that. Um, but the game, like I said, the game is really really hard, and especially when when we're talking about like boss fights. Boss fights are particularly brutal because a lot of most of the bosses have. Um, they usually have ads that like they build summon minions or something or they
1: incapacitate your players or they rejuvenate yeah or all three in one fucking move
0: yeah some, <laughs> some uh some uh some bosses can actually uh take control of, of a character's one of your character's yeah. minds and then you have to and then you find yourself hurting so that character and, so like and the
1: care and of course it's always the character that you have buffed out you know, yeah this is the perfect character for this boss it's gonna do great and then all those things that you've set up, you're like, I'm killing my own guys with this character, and yeah. I can't fucking stop it because <laughs> these three nincompoops can't do shit about it. Uh, I a, said, I'll wait it out.
0: There's a um, there's a part in the, there's a point at the in the game when um, the, the 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 manor is attacked by a group of bandits, and like the bandit leader is just insanely strong. And uh he has like he had he has backup and he has like these super damaging special moves and it's just and it was a point where like I don't fault the game for that at all, but it just it was a point where it's like I just like I I can't I can't get past this I can't and like granted like it is the game the game uh, positioned to to you like it's optional like you can either you can you like. You know the game encourages you to fight him. It's like, hey, but you don't have to fight him. But this is all the really, this is all the insanely bad stuff that will happen if you just let him, if you just let him have free reign. And it's just like, I mean,
1: you just got this manner. It's yeah. it's your manner. You're not gonna let raiders take.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's, and I've never actually made it to the darkest dungeon. I've talked to people who have finished that game, and I'm just like, how?
1: I have not. I've not met anybody who's finished it. Everyone I know has not gotten to the darkest dungeon.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like people, like I. I I don't know. I've never been there, but did uh, they did
1: say it
0: was. They didn't use the word dank to describe it. No, um, uh, but
1: I don't think they wanted to.
0: Then I think they're lying. There's a double <laughs> there's, a, there's a double-edged sword to it for me because like I wanted I want to see that part of the game, but at the same time I'm just like I don't think I'm ever gonna get there, um, and that sucks uh, because the game does have a mode where you can like you can kind of reduce the difficulty.
1: Yep.
0: But uh, it's still really hard. <laughs> Um, I don't know, it's just, it's so, like, that game, I think that the game is great,
1: but, but you're, you're like, not gonna, I just... you're not gonna finish it.
0: I, and, like, and... And that's okay. And every, you know, I do have moments where I'm just like, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll pick up a And then I do, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I uninstall it again.
1: I know, it's like, oh, this is so fun, and then, like, one dungeon just decimates yeah. all the hard work you've put in for the last six hours. Yeah. And you're just like, well... Fuck me right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's funny because the risk of like the risk of that happening is supposed to be part of the fun, and I totally get that.
1: Oh yeah, but, but it's also like it's it can be really disheartening. It can. Yeah. It, it totally can. Like I have to like try to detach myself while still being involved yeah. with it because I just like. Uh, it's just like, it's so, it can be really disheartening. So I, I, I may dabble in that game sometime, but I'm never going to finish it, and it's not going to be.
0: What game were you playing when you started, when you started this Kingdom Hearts Endeavor? I, I... Oh, she she also might have pulled a muscle, I don't know. Uh...
1: All that, so when I started playing Kingdom Hearts, or when I like started this Kingdom Hearts Endeavor, I was playing Persona 5, and I finished that, and then I was playing New Game Plus. And then I was like, "Well, this is not. This is a lot less fun with New Game Plus. So I'm going to. I'm just gonna go playing the Marks forever."
0: So and the, oh, did you stop for a year?
1: <laughs> <laughs> for a year.
0: <laughs> uh, did you stop playing another game to start Persona?
1: Um, I feel like I was. Um, because before Persona, it might have been. Before. It had to be before I think. I was playing uh, Birth Sleep. i Birth the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Sorry, I'm playing Birth by Sleep now. I can't any other bees. I'm just like yeah, Birth Sleep. <laughs> um, did you finish Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild. I did the main story. I didn't, yeah. do, I didn't do all the Korok seeds and all that shit because, like, no sir, no sir.
0: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I feel like the only motivation for me to do something like that would be if there's an, a trophy or achievement involved. It's, there
1: is. And also, you get like whole cool stuff. Okay. But I just like, a lot of them were pretty difficult for me. So I just like, you know what? I'm not enjoying this anymore. I I already beat the game. I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then I did Super Mario Odyssey and to beat that game. I haven't gone to the darkest side of the moon, but I'm okay with that. Um, and then Persona and then Kingdom Hearts were the big games. I played a lot of Atomies during that, different mobile games. Mm-hmm. Um, and other games here or there, but as far as, like, just playing through and planning to beat them and complete them... Yeah. Uh, yeah, was Breath of the Wild, uh, RLC, Persona, and not Kingdom Hearts. I'm
0: trying to, th- so the last game that I've actually completed, um, I think the last game that I actually played all the way through was, um, uh, probably Wolfenstein Two, mm-hmm. The New Colossus. mm mm-hmm. um, and the funny thing is, like, I stopped playing something else to play that, um, and, so what off- were you
1: playing before that? Oh
0: <sighs> shit, um, I think, no, because like, that game came out later, no, I was, I think I was playing Prey. Mm-hmm. I was playing Prey, so Prey, I haven't finished. Uh, I actually just recently reinstalled it because, like, I'm like, I just spent, I spent $50 on this game, I should probably, I should probably <laughs> actually finish it. Um so like but yeah, like there are there are times where like I'll go through my I'll go through my backlog and then I'll just be like look at look at all these games that I haven't played. Like I'll go through my Steam library, I'll be like, look at all these games that I haven't played or or finished or maybe even started. I bought them and just never started them. Um, and I think that having the access to like the my humble month my humble bundle monthly subscription has kind of exacerbated that a bit.
1: You think maybe you should cancel it? Um, but not forever, but a short period. No, give I, yourself a respite.
0: I well, and that's the thing too, is that like if I I'm gonna see, I'm gonna do that, and that'll be the month that they give me a free game that I really want. Oh, uh,
1: you think you really want because you don't have
0: it? Yeah, uh, that's true too. That could be true too. But like, I'll you know I'll see. Like for example, uh, in September we're getting Man? Uh, uh, well, yeah, we're getting Spider-Man uh, uh, next uh, next month, and, like, I th- I th- I'm thinking of any number of games I could be playing through right now uh, before then, but there's no game that I'm actually going to finish because, for one, uh, I, I, I can't remember what I was playing at the time, uh, like, a few weeks ago, but, like, uh, No Man's Sky Next came out, and I just dropped whatever I was doing, and I just pit- spent all this time with that, and you know, like I could try to, I could try to maybe knock out one of my other games before then, but I know that what's going to happen is I'll be playing it and I'll be like, huh, maybe play a little bit of No Man's Sky and then like go back to that. And, um, it's just, it's, it just, these games like keep coming out and piling up. And so a lot of my games that I buy now, I have digitally. Um, so they're not like taking up space in like a physical sense, but, um, I have all these, I have all these, like, physical games that I've bought that are, like, literally taking up space that, I, like, I have never finished, and, uh, and again, it's never because I, it's never because they were bad, well, not every time, uh, but generally, yeah, generally
1: it's not because they're
0: bad, yeah, I have bought, like, I have bought games that I ended up hating, but, um, it doesn't happen as often anymore, because I, I kind of, I'm, I make more informed purchases than I used to, um, but yeah, I have all these games that I buy and spend Like, I looked at my uh, my Steam library. Like, uh, there's a um, there are like multiple avenues that you can go through to like calculate the the I guess the monetary value of what you of what of your games in your Steam library, and it it also calculates like even it also puts games that you receive as gifts in that total. And, and probably ones you bought on sale as well. Yeah, but it it'll go, it goes by like the like the regular price of the game and like my steam lab li- there's like over five thousand dollars of games in there in that library mm-hmm. and if i had to put a percentage on it or like a dollar amount on it uh i probably only played two hundred dollars worth of games in that library
1: 200?
0: i i just i don't think that i've played that many because like i'll because it's very often that i'll go back to games that i've already played like i was just playing doom the other day i played doom like a million times already
1: yeah, I mean, I played Kingdom Hearts one and two a billion times. Yeah, and I replayed those. But uh,
0: but you were doing that as part of like a project to like refresh yourself before Kingdom Hearts three came out, though.
1: Yeah, and it was also just because like there's so many of them, and I don't remember a lot of lore. And then I and I started listening to a Kingdom Kingdom Hearts podcast, and that literally was like the catalyst. Like, well, I'm listening to this, so I have to play all the games now. Yeah. And now I am way way past what they're talking about. I guess I listened to a different podcast, and they were, like, ahead of where I was, and now I'm way past them as well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, but, so, before all these games come out, is there anything necessarily you want to do about your backlog, or is it just something that you've come to, like, a realization about? We'll see. And are you trying to wonder if it is an actual problem or not? Uh, no, I, I don't think that... I think that at some point uh, it
0: was kind of a problem, because, like, there was a point where every time I got paid, like, I was going out to buy a game, right? And then...
1: Now, you're, every time you get paid, you're
0: out going out to buy a record. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've, <laughs> I've traded that problem for another problem. Uh, but no, like, I would go out, like, I would go to... I would go to GameStop or, or you game know... GameOver or anything like that? And, like, I would go there with no... I would, like, I would have no particular game in mind. I would just go there to buy a game. And, like, I actively refused to leave until I had a game in hand. Um, and so I'm less like that now. I buy games less frequently. Uh, but, you know, when I see games that are, like, on sale or anything like that, I'm like, well, I don't know when it's going to be on sale again, so I should probably buy it. Um, then, I, then I run into that and like, well, I bought it, and I'm going to probably install it and play it for a few minutes. But then I have this other game that I'm already really into. So I, who knows when I'm going to get into that game. Um, so, there's
1: there something that you want to do about your backlog, or you just Yeah, like,
0: I think that, like, I would like to make it a point to actually play through all these games. Um,
1: well, why don't you do something like what uh, Sandy's doing, and play at least 10 minutes of each of these games, and then if they catch your interest within 10 minutes, then you'll keep them, but if not, then you'll delete them.
0: Well, you remember that thing that I was doing for a little while, where I would... I would I would install a game and give it, like, give it 30 minutes and then I'd see if I hated it after that. Um, but, you know, there are some, but again, I think that there are a lot of games that, like, I really feel, like, deserve my attention. Um, and now I'm at a crossroads because, like, I know that I'm, I know that when Spider-Man comes out... You're
1: gonna drop everything.
0: And I'd and, and say that's the thing, too, is that, like, the, the biggest part, I think the biggest part of that impulse, though, is wanting to be a part of that that day one conversation. Uh, like, no,
1: because it's, because uh, there is something about playing games day one. Yeah. Everyone, I mean of course there's the people who have been looking at online or have played a beta or an alpha or whatever. Yeah. And they have like a better scope and a better understanding than others. But like everyone's kind of starting off like brand new. Everyone's finding out these discoveries. You don't feel like you're far behind necessarily anybody because yeah. like everyone's figuring it out.
0: Well then that's kinda that was also kind of the allure with the Souls, the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. Because those games, like no one knows anything about those games before they come out. And so like everybody's just as clueless, like there's no guide, there's no game facts walkthrough or anything, just no nobody... Figured out which? Yeah, and that and so and so it's it's really fun to watch that shit kind of take form, uh, like uh in real time. Um so I'm kind of at a crossroads with like games like Spider Man and Red Dead where um, Like I'm wondering, like, you know, am I like, is the value in buying that game right away? Just does it stop at wanting to be part of that day one conversation, or um, or can I just can I just wait for a little while and like play through some other games before I buy these new ones? Because I feel like the back the 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 concept of the backlog is something that every everybody that I that I talk to who actively engages in video games. Like, they talk about their backlog all the time. There are even people who are tracking their backlog in apps and, like, watching it grow and grow. And I'm like, how do you do that? That sounds so fucking frustrating to, like, watch that get bigger and... I
1: think it's probably the same, like, um, sense of accomplishment or achievement whenever you uh, collect things, like pop figurines or whatever. Like, you see this grow and grow, but you're not really doing anything with them. But, like, you have them and that's fun to say. Yeah. But, like, also, like, if that's what you want to get your sense of accomplishment of, or, like, if that's your thing, awesome. But for me, personally, the way that I view it is, like, yes, I like collectible stuff. I like pretty shiny things. I like that. I like that I do have a a small collection of certain items that, like, mean a lot to me, but all of those I've either used or that. Like, I don't want, I don't want anything that's not going to be of use to me. And learning where that line is has, like, been a lot of trial and error in growing up. But, like, I just don't see a point in spending money and time on things that I can spend money and time on things better. Just because it's a good product doesn't yeah. mean it's a good product for me. And also, like, where are my priorities at? Because, obviously, I have multiple interests interests besides just video games, and those also take money and time. So it's just it's just a balancing act and for me having I have a very small backlog. Yeah. I just have more of things that I want to buy yeah. but I have not yet because my money is going to either a wedding or booze. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I uh, and I have to and sometimes I would wonder like am I Yeah, we could
1: we, we took a whiskey break.
0: Uh, yeah, ten minutes actually passed between <laughs> when I ended that sentence, and I actually don't even know what I was about to say.
1: Sometimes it makes me wonder. I have no how, idea how you keep from going under. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we're talking um, uh, about backlogs, and I was saying that I just could, I my backlog is small because I just can't. Yeah. I can't get myself to, I just can't get myself to spend the money.
0: Open that, that door right there. <laughs> and so I have these, one of those briefcases.
1: Oh my gosh, this is way heavier than I thought it would yeah, be.
0: Yeah, one of these briefcases is full of PS4 games. Um, What's the other one for? This one's not s- cool. Some other. So this is full of Xbox games. This uh, is PS4. Yeah.
1: Why is Xbox so much heavier than this? Because
0: I have one of them. Mm. Uh, so... The divisions. Yeah. Is there a way, would you be able to hoist that and point it at the, uh, show the camera? Oh, that's not a good page. Yeah, let's look at this page for both All right. sides. So, you got it? All right. I don't
1: know how pho- in focus this is.
0: Probably not very. Alright, so, uh, actually, well this is, a, this is actually The Devil's Rejects, it's not an actual PlayStation game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's Dark Souls 3, Assassin's Creed 4, DMC. So I've actually finished every game on this page. I nice. actually, I've actually played. Okay, I should say I've seen credits on all every game on that page. Now I have Dragon. I have Dragon Quest uh, Heroes here. I've never finished this. I, I also have Dragon Quest Builders, which I've never finished. But I have Doom and Mortal Kombat X, both of which I've I've seen credits on each. The
1: first one is on here is Eater 2, Rage Burst. I, I don't think I'm ever
0: going to get back to that game. on that? Uh, Yakuza, I'm probably gonna start Yakuza over. So I have Yakuza Kiwami in there.
1: I'm gonna start putting the ones that you don't think you're ever gonna finish.
0: So the the, only in the back. So the reason that uh, a God Eater is in there is because I wanted a Monster Hunter game. Ah. And Monster Hunter World World didn't exist. Well, Monster Hunter, but when I when I actually got that game, Monster Hunter World wasn't even announced yet. Um, Uh.
1: So, Borderlands, Men's yeah, collection.
0: i played play through Borderlands 2 a million times on 360, so... Are you going to play this anymore? I might. Uh, there's, so, the Divisions on there, I've actually never finished, I've never done the main storyline of that game, but I kind of want to revisit it, but I'm apprehensive, honestly.
1: Are you going so to replay Assassin's Creed Flag, DMC, or Dark Souls 3?
0: Uh, So, Black Flag, I probably will replay because of the Freedom Pride DLC. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing more entertaining than shooting slave owners with a blunderbuss. Fair fair Uh,
1: point. By the way, I put apple juice in the whiskey. Pretty good.
0: Where did you get apple juice?
1: You have apple juice.
0: Okay. I don't know how old that apple juice is.
1: It said it was good until, uh, 2019. It It was from Concentrate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, it keeps longer. Uh, so I have Dark Souls 3 here, which I actually I adored. I've seen credits once on that game.
1: Are you gonna play it again? I might... Alright, DMC.
0: Probably not anytime soon.
1: I'll put it in the back then.
0: Okay. Uh, These are
1: all the ones that you should probably sell or give or give away. I don't know.
0: DM- DMC, uh, Ninja Theory's D- uh, Devil May Cry game is in my opinion the best game in the Devil May Cry franchise.
1: What about I'm also here to play doom again what if I'm gonna play again are you ever gonna play any of these dragon Quest games uh
0: there's a there's a higher likelihood that I will play heroes again uh, the builders? builders probably not I probably will not remember. go into
1: the back then okay we're banishing them
0: uh I, I try i have actually I maybe I did try to give away builders at one point but I don't nobody wanted it no one wanted it I don't know why because it's not even a bad game I just it's not for me, I think. Uh,
1: I lot of a lot of people like that. I feel like it's a niche
0: audience. Uh, Far Cry 4? I finished that one.
1: Are you gonna play it again? Uh, probably. Seven Ways to Die?
0: Seven Days to Die is actually a very garbage game, and i probably never play that again. So, Seven Days to Die is kind of a, um, it's Minecraft meets zombie survival, and is, it is a lot more lame than that sounds. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those these uh, these brackets are pretty garbage, but these these cases are really cheap too. Uh so Diablo 3,
1: probably.
0: Yeah. Well job Diab- and the interesting thing about Diablo 3 is that it is literally the only game in this case that I have a platform for. So uh
1: so probably on
0: that. Yeah. because uh, I am not rebuying that game for for PC, I just refuse. Well,
1: killing floor two.
0: Uh I probably if I, if I do play playing 4-2 again, it probably won't be on PlayStation, because I have it on computer, and that version is more cool. That's, that's one of the few cases when, I'm able, when I feel like I'm able to say that.
1: So, let's go into the back.
0: This is, a, this is turning to be quite the productive episode.
1: Uh, The Last of Us, the first one?
0: Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to replay that again before Last of Us 2 comes out.
1: Yeah. I can you
0: in the other one? That was, I thought it was going to be Devil's Rejects again.
1: No, Devil's Rejects is by my boss. Okay. Not, it's not a game. Not, it's not a game. We're touching here. But I feel like
0: I have so few Blu-rays that it that it belongs in here anyway. Because I I bought, I purchased two Blu-ray movies in my in my entire life and I've actually misplaced one of them. So. So you're at
1: fifty
0: percent. Yeah. I'm at fifty percent Blu-ray capacity.
1: Shadow Warrior.
0: I'm probably never playing Shadow Warrior again.
1: Uh, uh Metal Gear Solid Five.
0: Uh, I will play that again because well,
1: I. Call of Duty: Advanced
0: I mean, can you really finish that game, though?
1: Are you gonna play it again? Are you, I'm
0: gonna, like, are I, you gonna buy I, the I would, I would gonna like, buy
1: a subscription and play it again? I
0: would like to think that one day I will. But I'm, I, I, at this time, uncertain. The funny thing about this is that these were in the alphabetical order. Oh, were they? But who cares? Oh,
1: <laughs> I do not realize that's what you, you had.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I don't actually care. It
1: didn't seem like it. Uh, but, uh, so
0: Yakuza, Yakuza, I would definitely, I probably will start Yakuza over. Yeah,
1: I figured that. Um, My bad. I didn't realize. I didn't see like there was much of an organization system when Mortal Kombat comes before Doom. Sure. And yeah, 'cause I on the front
0: page. Sure.
1: <laughs> so Shadow Warrior, no. no. You're not gonna play again. No. Phantom Pain. I
0: will probably play again. Um, in fact, there is a very high likelihood that I will revisit that game, but I will also again be starting it over because it's it's been 2 hot it. It's been two years <laughs> since I played it, so.
1: All right, so next up is Second Son.
0: All right, so I finished that game... uh, Are you going to
1: play it
0: again? I think so, because... Really? Well, here's the thing, is that with uh, the infamous games, you have your good guy playthrough and you have your bad guy Mm playthrough. I did my good guy playthrough and I didn't go back to it, and I actually kind of want to platinum that game, because it actually... That game isn't bad. Uh, it's a, I know. Especially, especially when it comes to... As a, it's just like with
1: how big your backlog is, are you actually going to play it again?
0: Uh, yeah, and it is an open world game. I am going to play it again. Uh, probably not soon, though. Um, but it is a game that I intend to play through again. Uh, so, Shadow of War. Actually, I do think I'm going to play through that again uh, because of how I felt about Shadow of War. I don't know how... I don't know a lot about how other people felt about Shadow of War, but Shadow of Mordor I felt like was just a much better experience.
1: All
0: oh, but Skylanders? Uh, Skylanders I probably won't play again specifically because, one, I don't have any of my Skylanders with me, and two, uh, the how I feel about how, the fact that Skylanders is no longer a thing is kind of uh, upsetting, so I probably won't revisit that game. Although, I will say this, uh, that's Skylanders Switch Force, and that is actually something that Tom bought for me uh, with part of his tax return that year, so I feel... This is a a, Sega Dreamcast game. That's a Dreamcast game that just kind of its way into my PS4 game. That's, what is that, NFL 2K?
1: Yep. Yeah. Probably gonna play that later.
0: Yeah, at some point.
1: The Witcher 3, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: gonna, after I finish the books, I will definitely be back to Witcher 3. But no, actually the funny thing is, is that after I finish the books, then I have to go through Witcher's 1 and 2, and then I will go back to Witcher 3.
1: The point is, you're still gonna play it again.
0: I will play it again, yeah.
1: These things don't want to stay on uh, the thing. They're
0: kind of they're kind of garbage. But.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, Tomb Raider.
0: Uh, I don't imagine that I will be revisiting uh, Tomb Raider again in the near future. I will probably play Rise of the Tomb Raider again soon.
1: Uncharted Collection. I actually
0: intend to play that again uh, soon because I kind of actually want to platinum that. All right. Awesome.
1: Uh,
0: I think that's is that it. Oh. No, I see some discs back here. That's double rejects. <laughs> I think that's actually it.
1: As far as physical, yeah. just PS4. Yeah, so, so you're telling me, I'm going to go through them real fast, yeah. that you are definitely for sure, and just your physical PS4 only backlog. Yeah. Gonna play Last of Us again, Yakuza, yeah, that- Borderlands Handsome Collection, The yeah. Division.
0: Wait, 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 hold on with Borderlands. Uh, we're gonna move mm-hmm. Borderlands back, because I don't foresee myself playing Borderlands again in the near future.
1: Um, Let's say within two
0: years. Maybe within two years, but I, I, I can't say for sure. Uh, the Division? The Division, yeah. uh, so I... See, so the thing about the thing about the games on this page, so we have The Last of Us and Yakuza and The Division. So the funny thing about this page specifically is because we have The Last of Us 2 coming out within the next year. We have Yakuza, uh, Kuami, which... Every game up until 6 is coming out as an HD remaster for the PS4, so I feel like I just need to get through that. Uh, and then we have The Division 2, which is, again, again, another game that I think is going to be released in the next year. So, uh. Assassin's
1: Creed Black Flag, Diablo 3, Far Cry 4, and Dark Souls 3. So the next two years, you're going to play each of these at least once.
0: So with the ne- so uh, again with the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the thing about that is the only thing I'm playing specifically is the Freedom Cry DLC. I probably won't be back to the base game anytime soon, uh, considering the fact that Origins is sorry guys the superior game. Um, Far Cry Four um, probably because I don't I, just, I I love Far Cry, but I don't see myself buying Far Cry Five anytime soon based on like what I know about that game so. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, I should, I really want to get back to that game, and I certainly will. Uh, but I think reasonably soon. Uh, Mortal Kombat X... Yeah, I don't know, I don't see my, I don't, actually, I kind of don't see myself revisiting Mortal Kombat X because uh, I have a renewed interest in fighting games, but I just don't think Mortal Kombat is there. What do you one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, after watching as much Street Fighter V as I've watched recently, I think Street Fighter V, Street Fighter might actually be the game that I Find myself more interested in now. Um, and then
1: Metal Gear Solid Five.
0: Yeah.
1: Shadow of Mordor, The Witcher Three, and Second Son.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is now—it's really funny putting it into perspective because it, it kind of is now kind of underscoring how many physical versions of these games I of PS4 games that I actually haven't bought. Because uh, now my digital collection is larger than my physical collection, I think. Um, yeah. But now, now. Now let's nail it down to games that I actually haven't finished. So... That
1: you're going to revisit.
0: So that, this, you act,
1: that you haven't finished. Right,
0: so on this page we have Yakuza, Kiwami, and The Division. So neither game have I actually finished. Definitely i going to revisit Yakuza, Kiwami. I'm probably going to start that game over, which s- kind of sucks uh, to uh, say. But um, Diablo, I've, I've... Again, I've Platinum Diablo 3. Let's see, uh, as far as these games, again, this Rome Reborn is an MMO, and there's no, I mean, unless, I, I don't know how people define having finished the MMO, but Maybe, I, mean, I feel like that's kind of, that's something that people define for themselves.
1: That, that's, that's really subjective. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an outlier.
0: With the Dragon Quest Heroes, though, I would like to actually come back to that, because that's that is not at all a bad Mousseau, and I should actually finish that game, because that's actually not a bad game at all. Um, well,
1: none of these are, I would say, are bad games.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. And none of—and again, see, that's the thing about my backlog, is none of these games were games that I stopped playing because I didn't like them. Uh, well, actually, that's not true, because one of the games that's in there is Dragon Quest Builders, and I actually found myself not liking the game very much at all. Uh, but, and... Uh, actually,
1: well, let's... Sorry, since we went through all the games that you are going to... Let's just revisit the ones that you've, you have decided not again.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're not allowed to change your mind once okay. you once you if it will look this out
0: This is a this is a moral contract that I'm entering. Yeah.
1: I think if you are interested in in cutting down your backlog. Yeah. Once you have cut something out.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't look back. Yeah. Because if you like and you're like oh I forgot how good that game was I can't believe I said I'm not gonna do it if you forgot it's because it doesn't need yeah. to be in your backlog.
0: Well, like like because like, yeah I I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so Mortal Kombat, Tomb Raider...
0: Uh, um, I'm probably not going to play Mortal Kombat X again if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, no, these are the ones you're not going to come back yeah.
0: to. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, uh, the Sega Dreamcast and NFL 2K. I don't know when I'm going to own a Dreamcast again. <laughs> <UK. laughs> Shadow Warrior, Skylanders, God Raider 2, Dragon Quest i I'd like to
0: point out, and I just feel like I need to point this out, Shadow Warrior is mechanically very well made. But that game is super racist, and I can't, I can't I can't with it.
1: Double my cry. Yeah. Uh, DMC. Killing Floor Two. And so, uh, Seven Days to Die. Killing Floor Two, we're only putting it because it's a PC. Right. Like that,
0: that uh, actually, and it's funny the funny thing because out of all these games that I will not be revisiting, Seven Seven Days to Die is the only bad game in that bunch.
1: Personally, for me, hard to say that something's a bad game when someone has put so much time and effort into it. Right. I
0: mean, and,
1: and also, it's even worse when I know other people enjoy it because I'm just like, okay, well, then it can't be a bad game because somebody—it's for somebody. Well, like for up, somebody. I, well,
0: yeah, and I—I I, I can never really.
1: Unless it's like Ian's eyes or hate.
0: Well, at, or the, or... well, at the same time, okay. So that's—it's funny that you bring that up because uh, specifically with hatred, right? Because uh, hatred. Okay, so say far see something i a bad game that's, that's subjective right and there there are things that like i i would claim to say that like there are certain games that are just objectively well made uh like i i've maintained that i think that doom the 1993 game uh i i maintain that as a mechanically perfect video game i just that's what i think but now whether or not someone thinks it's a bad game now that's when you get a little bit granular and it gets a little bit more subjective now I would say hatred is a game that I can't actually speak to, right? Because on a firm of moral standpoint, I refuse to play it. With that being said, you pull that game up on Steam, and it's got a mostly positive rating, and this is all user reviews. So uh, yeah,
1: but, but it's also th- like if, if if like twenty-four year olds, all right, sorry, tw- if if a hundred like four-year-old children, yeah. Uh, say something Say that Barney is great
0: Yeah
1: You're not going to get The same opinion From a hundred adults
0: Right so and, I mean but, like So like, it could like, be that it's I, good I, At the same time <laughs> At the same time um, You take those You take those uh, That those that mostly positive rating That hatred has on Steam And you also have to Take into account That the, the internet Is a largely terrible place so And people that, love to troll So that I, I have to say That's part of it right But uh, again I can't I can't actually critique the game because I've never played it. I just refuse to. Um, but there are games that I just think are... have things that... A lot of the time when I think that a game is bad, it's because I think that it, it... You play the game and you and you think... And it looks like it's like, well, it just this game is actively refusing to adhere to any kind of modern invention. Uh, for example, I have many times have said that I just... I hate... Bound by Flame, uh, for different reasons, right? And I, one of the reasons is, is it's, Again, I'm talking about getting granular with it, but one of those reasons that I just don't like Bound by Flame is just, mechanically speaking, I just think that game isn't. I think that that game is kind of stuck in a. I don't know what generation I want to say that game is stuck in because, uh, and this is this is where it gets really subjective because I'm somebody who who always with every game without exception. I will play with the y axis inverted. Yes. Like every game I and just And it doesn't let you. And it doesn't it doesn't let you. And I'm like I'm like and like Tom talks a lot about creator creator's intent and I guess like on one on one level I have to respect that but at the same time I have to also it begs the question like why? Like why was that a decision that you made to omit that?
1: Like what does it change about the game that you're trying to create? Like, what what oh.
0: Because I think that creator's intent is very much about respecting a uh, creator's vision, but it's like, I feel like... No, but I'm
1: saying, like, why would adding the y-axis inverted uh, change the creator's vision?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, I feel like creator's intent is very much about a a very specific vision, and I just don't think that a restrictiveness on the y-axis is going to have a bearing on whether or not that vision is realized. Because it's... But, again, that's, like, a very, like, that's kind of, but at the same time, that's, that's interesting to me. That's kind of, kind of a nitpicky thing. Uh,
1: what's, uh, speaking of nitpicky, what's, uh, what's the game that, uh, Tom was talking about, um, and I'm blanking on it, where, like, the little boy, like, as you begin the game, like, he, like, he, like, kind of toddles around, and the controls are not as responsive, and as, like, time goes on, and it gets, like, older, and people complained about the controls being janky, but they're supposed to be, cause I don't know, I just feel like, uh, if, does crea- creator's intent, I'm sorry, this is a little off-topic of backlogs, but, does creator's intent matter if people don't get what they're intending them to get? Like, uh, just, like, we're talking about The Last Guardian, and that, people don't get the the is supposed to feel clunky because it's a child, like, does the creator's intent matter in that aspect, like, if they're not getting what they, they want? Uh, conveyed to the audience.
0: Well, I think that's very much a case sensitive thing because uh, on one hand I can agree, I agree that. Uh, I think on one hand like it kind of like I, I defer to like if you have to explain why a joke is funny Then it's not funny, right? Uh, but on another hand if you explain- But,
1: but does it- but doesn't like change it from being a joke though? Just because it's an unfunny joke doesn't mean it's not a joke. Yeah, but
0: then you get into the day of the quality of the joke, right? Because-
1: I Oh, be poor quality jokes.
0: Well, like, because then you get into, like, the level of intuitiveness. And uh, I think that, especially with today's games, then you you think a lot about how intuitive, how intuitive is this game uh, versus um, how accessible is this other game. And where the level of intuitiveness kind of, cre- is, kind of fits directly into the creator's intent because we are trying, because uh, the level of clunkiness with the controls in The Last Guardian very much has to do with... Um, putting yourself in a role of the awkwardness of childhood and negotiating an unfamiliar uh, um, situation, which um, childhood is, like, if you think about it, childhood, is a lot of that, right? Where you're coming into, where you're, it's what, that's why they call it your formative years, because it's a lot of negotiating and navigating through unfamiliar situations and not really knowing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, making mistakes as a result. And I think that there's a lot of people who played Last Guardian made mistakes uh, as far as navigating the levels as a result of the way that the controls were mapped. Um, so it's a really a subjective thing because on one hand you can kind of appreciate like what am I, what is the what is the creator of the game doing with making the controls a specific way, and on one hand if I if I say hey look, I don't really like this, but then you explain it to me and then I'm like oh, now I kind of get it and now I have a newfound appreciation for it rather than, look, I'm just looking at this as a video game uh, and nothing else, and these controls are, I feel like these controls are bad, and the fact that I can't change them makes it, like, makes it an unenjoyable experience to me, so I'm kind of going to bounce off of it. So, when you go into video games like that, especially with games that are so narrative heavy and so um, dependent on the world that they're building, then you have people, there isn't a lot of gradients between people who can appreciate the world that this game inhabits versus people who just see a game as nothing more than an aversion and something as just entertainment, right? So, because you have so you have people that fall into multiple camps where, where video games are concerned, and video games, as they have... I don't want to use the term evolved because I think, again, evolved is very subjective, and I, I think I, as video games have changed.
1: Yeah, I'd say grown.
0: As video games have changed over the past uh, 40 years or so, I think that we have... Uh, I think that developers have gotten very much into the idea of making, trying to do what they can to make games as accessible to as wide an audience as they can because that's good business sense. But, but it's
1: also like, like, like most mediums and art forms, like they are trying to convey a message and want that audience to get it. Like obviously, there's niche stuff where it's like I don't care if you get it. Like either you are or you're not. But, like, I, I mean, besides a business sense, but also, like, if you put your time and heart and soul and you have this, like, amazing idea, too, and you put it out there, like, you want people to appreciate and enjoy it as well. And I think, like, having that in mind is not just a business sense, but also, like, something that they probably think of as well.
0: Well, sure, but then you think about the people who put all their hearts and minds and souls into making the story of Mass Effect 3 and then had to, and then, and to make it more, to make it, to, to broaden its appeal and, and appease the as they changed it. Uh, so, yeah. creators and, and, like, so, we, I think that a, a game, uh, the way that people think of a good and a bad game is, 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 there's such a, such a large gray area, because you have, like, there are so many different, so many different cases where maybe a game started as bad and then it became good over time, or maybe the game was always good but then people didn't appreciate the nuance that, in that game, and then you kind of then you go into a deeper rabbit hole. of uh, People saying, well, you know, you just don't understand it, and you just don't get it. Like that's like when you like someone watches a certain movie, right? And the movie is like really weird and kind of abstract, and then you say someone like, well, I didn't really like it because it like, just was confusing, and then you have the other person who like totally gets it, and then they say, well, you just didn't understand it, that's why you didn't like it. Uh, and if I explain this to you, then maybe you'll like yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's all from, like, not even just, like, medias. Right. Like, like, instead of taking in, that's, like, also a lot of things. And, P.S., that phrase never helps anybody understand it. Like, yeah. I, there's a couple abstract movies I like, and people are like, oh, I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, like, I don't, like, I didn't know if you knew this before getting into it. But, like, when I watched it, like, I had a preface of, like, and I'll, like, tell them what, like, somebody else told me before I get into the movie. Or... I'll ask them, well, why did you not? And then be and then whatever points they have, some, like, yeah, I like to argue, so, like, I try to make counterpoints. I'm like, oh, well, like, actually, like, this thing, I was like, I can see why you don't like that, but, like, have a discussion about it. Don't just fucking okay. shut people down. Well, then you want to, <laughs>
0: but then you're going to complicate it even more, right? Because then you have people's, like, well, I don't want that. I just, I want this game to be what it is, and that's it, and I don't want any, I don't want any...
1: But then don't say it's bad. Just say you don't like it, like...
0: Well, like, see, and it's that, and then you go into the then you go into the conversation of like, why are those two things interchangeable for so many people? And they shouldn't be, but they are, right? But could
1: be, I, I mean, yeah, I'm saying that, but also on the counterpoint of my own argument, like bad is subjective. Just because something's bad to me doesn't mean it's bad to you. I mean, I guess the same. I guess it's the same point. Well, well, then but the, bad just feels so definitive. To say that something I like is bad, it just like it feels so, like personally hurtful. Where I'm just like. Don't say it's bad. Don't yeah. you say you don't like it. Well,
0: and I, uh, and, and I, I, I find myself falling into that trap too sometimes where I will find myself getting personally defensive about something. and I was like, well, I didn't make this, so I like this. And
1: also, this thing doesn't define me as right. a person so, or like, my life.
0: Well, like, and I def- and especially lately, I defer to No Man's Sky a lot, right? Because like, I didn't make that game, right? But at the same time, I have an appreciation for what kind of work went into it, and like, and I'm and this is. I'm I'm detaching it from, like, the misdirection and the outright lies that were told, and I'm just going based on, like, the work that went into making the game itself. And you have, you have the, you, you have the set, you have the case where, you know, whether, okay, whether the game was bad or not is subjective, versus whether the, versus, like,
1: whether the marketing
0: and the description Because I think that the, it's not it, it's one of those things where it's not about whether the game is bad or not it's based about whether we got what we thought we were promised and I think that for, for different people that was different because I've said many times before that the experience that I got was exactly what I expected versus the experience that other people got was the opposite of what they expected um, and then so like it gets to the point where especially where the criticisms of media are concerned Everything is just so subjective, and I guess we could talk about mechanics and video games as an objective thing. But like, then we then again, mechanics of video games become so much part, become such a big part of creator's intent. Case in point, Last Guardian, uh, where the actual mechanics of the game, whether you enjoyed them or not, were part of the creator's vision. So like, then what is bad? Right? Like, so what is, what is like, is it a bad game because you didn't enjoy it? Or is it a bad game because it was designed poorly? And is it designed poorly in an objective sense? Or is it designed poorly just because you didn't like it? So, like...
1: Uh, just to bring the conversation back around. <clears throat> uh...
0: I also feel like Last Guardian is a game that I probably wouldn't have finished for years at a time because then you think about... <laughs> because of eco... What?
1: I feel like Last Guardian, when I, whenever I do buy it, will probably take... As many years for me to finish it as it was to make it. So I bought. So,
0: <laughs> so, so, so funny thing about Eco, right, is that I bought Eco in two thousand and two, and I didn't fin- I didn't actually finish that game until two thousand and fifteen, and it wasn't because that game was long or especially difficult. It's just I just never finished it, and and. And it was in my, that was the, like, that game was in my backlog for 15, for 14, 15 years.
1: I mean, I, I bought Oblivion pretty shortly after it came out, and I still have yet to finish it. You, you're good with dates. When did that game come out? Uh,
0: 2006.
1: Okay, it's 12 years later. Have not finished it.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, now that's the thing, so then, then it becomes the thing about open world games, right? Because that's, that's why I never finished The Witcher 3, because it gives you so much shit to do. And now with, I see, with yeah
1: so i've been playing sorry to cut you off but uh, obviously i've been playing kingdom hearts yeah like <laughs> which there is is, there's really not an
0: open world game is it what well is kingdom hearts like
1: it i think it technically can be classified for it so there's a, the actual storyline but you can go around yeah, to the okay. other things okay uh, for the most part, some things like until you get until you do something in a storyline, the rest of the part doesn't open up. Right. But before you beat the boss, you can go do the, all all these side quests and like small things. They're not like really side quests, but they're like achievements. And there's right. things in the game. There's collectibles. There's like a synthesis thing. And so to get, do the synthesis stuff, like you have to go back to a certain. Level. So there are
0: distractions from the main storyline. Yes. Okay.
1: Um. I mean, it has has open world aspects to it. I, don't, I mean, I don't think you can really say it's an open world game, but like. I, to get through to where I can beat all of the games, I have pinpointed a couple things I'm going to focus on besides the main storyline. Like, which is, for me, treasures and stickers. Um, and I'm only going to do those. Like, all of the, like, ice cream shit, all the synthesis shit, all those things I'm going to ignore so I can get through these fucking games before that. Because that's the thing. Like, you have to fit, like, for me personally, I have to, like... Get through a game so it's not just stuck in my backlog. I have to not care about certain aspects of it, right. like Super Mario or uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I I decided not care about the fact I don't know if I get to the dark side of the moon. Right. I'm not going to go get all those stars. It's not what I'm going to do. Some of them are real hard, and I'm not good at platforming. And I try my best. I'm not going to get them. Right. It's fine. I will just not do that, and like have to make myself okay with that. And I feel like when you have to force yourself to, care about certain, to not care about certain aspects of the game, there is some of the enjoyment taken out of it, sure. but it also does make it easier to finish a game.
0: Well, see, and it's funny because, so I've, I well, bought... Well,
1: for me personally, because I'm a completionist.
0: I bought Arkham Knight the, uh, the year that it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Arkham series. I love Batman. Um, but so, this is what turned me off about it. And this is what turned me off about a lot of games of that type is that okay? So, uh, like I was saying, I bought, Ar- I bought Arkham 9th the year that it came out, and with a lot of so, there the one thing that turned the one that game has remained in my backlog for since for as long as that game has been out. And, um, the th- here's the thing about it is that you have the ending that you have if you go through the main storyline, you just, just go through it, and you have the, then you have the true ending that you get after you get all the Riddler trophies, which like. Look, if someone is into getting the game those trophies, great. Oh, Bomber.
1: they're so annoying. But like it's, that's, a, it's at a point where like I've been to the point with the really trophies so I'm like, I can't, I'm done. I well can't.
0: that's the thing about it, is because like for me personally, like I get the accomplishments that you that someone would feel after there's a really trophy that's just really tough to figure out and then you finally get it and that's great. But like those that reward the reward center of my brain doesn't light up that way. Is and it, I and not driven up, that way. It
1: lights up for a brief period. But then my brain is immediately onto the next trophy after right. it, and, that's, and then like it's like, all right, cool, got this done, awesome. Now I have twenty more to go. And well, and then <laughs> like, part
0: of it is just that like it kind of just takes me out of the experience, right? Because that's like, like Batman being like the world-class detective that he is. That's great and everything, but like
1: I'm not a world-class detective.
0: Well, <laughs> well, yeah, and then like, and there's no way for me, there's no way for me to like reliably track that stuff. To like know what like which religious trophies have I gotten like which religious trophies do I need to get because the world is so big that it's just like it's it's not fun for me and like hiding the real the, hiding the true ending behind something so obtuse like that is just like it's not in, like I'm not into it and so I feel like am I gonna finish am I gonna finish Arkham Knight maybe. Uh, I already know what I already feel like I know what the twist of that game is. Like I already feel like I know who the Arkham Knight is. I'm not gonna spell I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody yeah, who have not figured it out yet, but at the same time it's like I just don't feel like like as much as I, I love the Arkham game so much, but I just feel like Arkham Knight is just gonna sit in my backlog forever. Yeah. Uh, or I'll or I will I'll I will go through the main story. I'm not gonna bother with the little trophies and I'll just YouTube the true ending, which is like
1: that's what I. That's what I do for Kingdom Hearts series because if you do it on a harder difficulty, then you are going to um, be more likely unlock. Like, cause there's like multiple levels of difficulty. There's like five, or yeah. four. I think there's five. Um, <clears throat> but the harder you do it, the more more likely you are to unlock the uh, all these scenes.
0: Right.
1: And I decided, whenever I was gonna go on this adventure, that I was gonna say, "Fuck doing it on a harder difficulty." And making this even longer for myself because sure. I, I didn't because I thought that I thought naively and hopefully I knew it wasn't probably going to happen but I I had the hope there it was going to come out this year yeah <laughs> and
0: how stupid of you
1: I know <laughs> well I held hope for like I don't know ten years now so sure. um <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry my voice is going for a second um uh, yeah no I just like I had the hope so I was like all right well I can't do these harder difficulties. And still like do the collectibles that I want to do because I knew because I originally planned to try and do all the synthesis stuff and all these all the extra stuff. Right. And I quickly had to cut that out <laughs> because I realized it's like I've spent way too long on one game. So um, I think that like I think after I done with this this playthrough of everything, I, it's gonna be a long long time to like pr- play through them again. But yeah, I can't do the, like the larger things. So I just have been looking at like uh, bonus scenes online. But, like, with doing it now and looking at other games that are coming out, and I know that they have stuff similar to that, because it's not like Kingdom Hearts is unique in that aspect, like, I think I'm going to start doing that more often, is just, like, do it on a normal difficulty and not stress myself out, just because, um, I'm bad at stuff. (laughs) Well, I
0: also think that, like, there's a certain level... And
1: and it adds it to my backlog, and it adds, like, and and I just, like, I don't have a large one now, especially compared to, like, you and Tom, but I also am more picky about stuff and less willing to give certain things a chance, which isn't good in a lot of aspects because there's a lot of cool games that like I have seen through you guys and that you've introduced me to. Like I would have never played Into the Gungeon oh, yeah. or, or Guacamelee without either of you. Yeah. Like I would have been like, this looks like it, it could be a waste of money. And Definitely, I've been more open-minded, but I still like. I just can't pull the trigger. Well, it certainly could
0: be a waste of money if it's not. That's not your kind of game, right? And. Um,
1: um, I mean, there. Yeah, but it's still, like, I don't know if it's g- gonna be my game until I play it. But yeah. like, I also just don't want to. Yeah, money. but
0: like, you you know whether or not you like twin stick shooters, and you know whether or not. You I'm not like, good
1: at them, but right? I'm, But like, I I feel like I have the capacity to enjoy them. Cause, like,
0: I'll be I, honest with you. I I I have not finished through the Gungeon, I just googled the ending for every character because I just wanted to know. Um, Yeah,
1: I do that a lot. I do that, and I do that a lot with also book series. Yeah. Because I feel like my book backlog is a, and comic book backlog are a lot higher than my video game backlog. Yeah. Because it's way easier to get those for free. And. (laughs) We
0: got two people in our Discord right now who are discussing what happens in the Witcher games in detail, and it's kind of irritating me.
1: Oh, who? Uh,
0: Corey, Sandy, knock it off with a spoiler talk. Yeah. Uh, but, I'll, like, I'll
1: go. I'll go in for the first time in a week and sure. and, and go yell. But
0: like the thing. But like, like what I hate is the idea of hiding uh, like a true ending behind like some kind of behind some kind of hard difficulty or like, extra challenge because like some people just have a skill ceiling and it just sucks. Like
1: your seven year old's not going to play expert mode and be good at it. Yeah. Just let them. I mean, granted, they're also uh, they're also not going to get what's going on in Kingdom Hearts because they're seven years old and I'm 27 and I still have a hard time. But like, uh, yeah, but like like book stuff, there's a lot of series that I've started reading and I'm just like, I can't devote any more time reading this. I'm gonna go Wikipedia, all the summary stuff, and just just be done with it because I, because there is that sense of, with me personally, if I started it, I should finish it. And I feel guilty about not finishing games and just putting them back on, but I shouldn't. I am a growing, changing person all the time and just because I was interested in something once doesn't mean I have to be I have to be interested. Just because well, I put energy into something doesn't mean it matters. The
0: funny thing about it is that like it's like people already like developers publish and every like we already know that like a lot of people don't finish games. Uh um and there's a lot of content in a lot of games that people just don't see and that sucks because there's a lot of content in games that's like really, really good. Like, uh I started uh, um so Mafia Three, a game that I purchased on Xbox One, uh, was uh, was one of the PS Plus, PlayStation Plus free games uh, this month, and I downloaded that, and I was like, why did I never finish that game? Uh, that game is exactly the kind of game that I want. Why did I never finish it? And I kind of just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm actually gonna finish. I'm actually gonna finish this game this time around. Uh, that is a bunch of DVDs I um, have in there. Some PC games, but large mostly Xbox though.
1: Oh, I played like, I like other, Xbox One. but well, no, I have, I OG think Xbox.
0: No, there's OG Xbox, and I think I have. See, no, because there's some Xbox One games in here too. Uh, there might be some 360 games there too, but. Um, uh. But see, that's that's another thing too. Is like if you want to go like into the like the, the realm of my backlog, it goes deeper than current gen. Like I've never like I've never finished this, like Mech Assault Two. I've never finished that. Um, I never finished Enter the Matrix. I never finished Kill Switch. I never finished Under the Reckoning Redeemer. Uh, I never finished Full Thresh and Warrior, I I finished Gears of War 4, which is a current general Uh, I did finish like, Freedom Gears, of War like,
1: Gears of War Ultimate Edition, is that- what is that? It's the,
0: that's uh, a, it's, a re, it's a, no, that's a remastered version of Gears of War 1. What? Okay.
1: You should let me borrow it so I can finally get into Gears of War.
0: Um, okay. Uh... Oh, this is going to
1: be like Tom, and Vita thing.
0: I never- see, and there's another game change here too, right? Uh, I have- wait, hold on.
1: Did you finish Sneaking?
0: I mean... You play one level, you play them all. Like. Sudeki, <laughs> uh, I never finished that. I never finished. So here's so here's a Tenchu game in here. Uh, Tenchu: Return from Darkness. I never finished that. Now there's like I, I have to say most of the games in that in that in that, in, that, in this box I never finished.
1: Well, um, I and, mean, to be fair, most they're... of
0: those games were also purchased when I was in my early 20s. That, I don't think that one closes all the way. Well,
1: I I can get. There you go. Um,
0: Most yeah. of the games I when I was in my early 20s, so...
1: I mean, it is, but also a lot different things. Because I don't feel like adding backlogs of, like, books, comic books, movies, games, whatever have you, and like, you say, like, late teens, early 20s, really necessarily counts because you're also spending a lot of time and energy trying to figure out where you want to go in life, sure. who you are as a person. I spent zero
0: energy figuring that out.
1: Well, also just figuring out who you are, figuring yeah. out what your feelings mean, figuring out what social interaction stuff is, and just kind of figuring out what your world scope is. And so that takes up a lot of time and energy, which I think is fine to add things to your backlog and never go back to them because, like, you are no longer that person that bought that game.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair, too. and But also...
1: And if you're in your late teens or late twenties, and, t- and you're listening to this, yeah. I'm not talking bad about it. Like you're in an exciting point of your life, yeah. and I'll, someone would
0: say the best part.
1: Yeah, and it's like, all downhill from there. Give yourself a break. If you fuck up, or if you add a little fuck ton of shit to your backlog that's actually really good content, it's okay to never touch it again. You're okay. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. Don't feel bad about it. Well, like now that I think about it, like my my video game tastes have. They've taken, a, they've changed slightly in the past decade, and I think that um, I am more driven towards single-player, narrative-focused games. But uh, the games that I bought ten years ago, I'm still, I still think are very cool. Like I, like we saw. No, Megas- that's
1: fine. Like There's
0: Mega Sol Two in there, which I never finished. but That game is badass. Um, Sneaking. Sneak. I didn't buy that. That uh, I got that as a gift. <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, so it was ten cents, and someone doesn't like you very much. Well,
0: you can just buy them at Burger King. Uh, well actually, uh, our friend Jimmy bought me that game. Uh, What's up, Jimmy? Uh, and that was, that game isn't, it's not great, but the first couple levels are entertaining. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of games that i like, for example, uh, Round Bottle San Andreas. Um, that game came out 14 years ago, 14, uh, 13 or 14 years ago. And, um, I still go back to that game and be like, this game is pretty cool. Um, but at the same time, like, there are games in there like Sudeki uh, that I bought, which was an Xbox, uh, the original Xbox exclusive RPG, uh, which in hindsight is not a good game. Um, but like, you know, th- uh, like, Ryan in his 30s would not look at Sideki and be like, that game looks great. Whereas Ryan in his early 20s was like, yeah, that game looks pretty, it's <laughs> alright. Uh, so I think Sideki, uh, again, is another game that will remain in my backlog forever, and perpetuity, because I will never revisit that
1: game. I mean, maybe a different term than backlog. Because I feel like there's... Because well,
0: game- backlog implies that you need to get to it at some point.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, video game graveyard should be the thing. Well, see,
0: I think, so I think that there should be two... Dis- I don't- I think that they should be two different what about, things. Because you have your backlog, and then you have your graveyard. The graveyard is games game that you will never go back to. What
1: about video game age- Alright, what about video game age limit? Where it's just like, after a certain year, or like, point in your life, like say like you get married, yeah. or like you, you do something with your life where you get a better job, or whatever. You're just probably never gonna go back to that because it's not like what you're into. Normally, like things like that is like MMOs or like RPGs that just take yeah. up too much of your time, or it's like your new life schedule doesn't fit too. Uh, I don't know what to call it besides video game age limit, but we need another term.
0: Statute of limitations. I yeah. don't know.
1: Your video, like, game, your video game statute of limitations. That sounds good.
0: Statute. Statute. Not or statute of limitations. <laughs> okay, so so the interesting thing about. Uh, looks like Mega Soul 2 is that that was a largely multiplayer focused game but the, but the original iteration of Xbox Live no longer exists so I can't play that game multiplayer anymore but that would the at, at present that would only bother me if I was worried about about achievements that I can no longer get which that game predates achievements so um you know, I guess I could go back and finish that game and like go to th- go the story and say I finished it, but to what end? Mm-hmm. And like, it would also require extra effort on my part, right? Because I don't know that I can play that game on Xbox One or not. Uh, I guess I could just put it in my Xbox One and find out, but... Just um, yes, Google it. Sure. Um, I feel like it would take less time to just put the disc in there. <laughs> um, but... You know, there are so many, I have so many of these original Xbox games that I just never finish. Like, now that I think about it, I never finished Max Payne Part 2. Which, again, is another game that I didn't, it didn't stop playing because it was bad, I just got distracted with something else. But again, that was also part of my life, where I was buying a new game every two weeks, regardless of, her, regardless of whether or not I had a game in mind. I um,
1: so I guess to, like, book in the conversation, uh, if you think your backlog is a problem, then it is one.
0: They call the number at the bottom of the screen.
1: Uh, There's hit, no number. Hit me up, uh, probably more likely to reach me on Twitter than anything else.
0: And send Shanae all your games are And, so she can
1: and play ask you for advice. I'll tell you. And, I'll uh, tell you to clean it up. Shanae you, is you, not a
0: licensed therapist.
1: Oh, no, I'm not licensed in anything. Oh, actually, I do have a license for security. Okay. I got, I have really good security clearance.
0: Okay, she'll keep your games safe.
1: Uh, But, like... Yeah, if if you think it's a problem, then it is. And if you don't think it's a problem, then it's probably not, unless it's financially hurting the rest of your life.
0: It's hard to say whether or not people will consider it to be a problem, because they always say it in, like, a half-joking tone.
1: But, I mean, like, if you genuinely genuinely feel bad about it, then, like, you shouldn't. Every time
0: I've seen a post about backlog, it always ends with LOL.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like... If you feel like this problem and you wanna you wanna do something about it, you probably should. And if you don't think it's a problem and it's not affecting the rest of your life, then it's not. Uh, yeah, like you know, they they exist in all media forms, not just video games. And I feel like it's easier
0: to get through a movie backlog than a video game backlog, though.
1: Uh, maybe I don't watch movies, so it's not like on my spectrum, I can't. Speak sure, that. I will just uh, say this: most
0: movies are two to three hours long.
1: Yeah, I don't have time for that. Okay. Right. I have too many other hobbies. Right.
0: Like puzzles. Oh, I do
1: love puzzles. Well, I can do puzzles and watch TV shows, which are only a half hour long. Yeah. Not the point. Do you have a
0: puzzle backlog? Nope. Okay.
1: I only buy them to play them. Okay. Though I do have a Lego set backlog, <laughs> so that's a whole other thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is a good bookended. Uh, backlogs are fine. they they genuinely are. It's okay that you have one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree, but it just seems like so many people are bothered by the presence of one. Which, I if mean, the way I, the way that I think you should think of it is like, look at all these games that you have to play, right? Like they, like if you, if your backlog is large enough, you would never be at a point where you don't have games to play.
1: Or look at all these games that you have come across in your way of growing up yeah. or doing whatever in your life. I like looking at old pictures and and looking at old books that I've read that I don't, I, I won't read again or pick up again because I stopped them uh it's, it's just nice to see where you were at that point. Yeah. Feel nostalgic. Move on. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm also
0: still the kind of guy that will play Duke in 3D though. So yeah,
1: that's fine. I I play old games. I, I have just, changed zero
0: percent in that regard. I play Speed Free in
1: that like Space Balls pinball so every now and then so. It's just, fine. Okay. Um. But yeah. No. I'm Shane Howard. Uh. This is Ryan Robinson. That's why. If you want to see us on any other platforms, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you obviously can listen to us or watch us on whatever platform you're using. Which I will
0: not forget to upload the audio version this time.
1: Yeah, he did that. He felt real bad about it. He's sorry. I didn't feel
0: that bad about it. I just
1: no. He was. He was crying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're on. Uh, we're on. Uh, what are we on? iTunes, uh, Podomatic, Pornhub, Pornhub, Stitcher. Uh, Google Play, yeah. uh, YouTube's.
0: Basically every every podcast provider that is except for Spotify. That isn't Spotify.
1: Yeah, no, not Spotify. And but we yeah. are
0: on YouTube and what else? Uh, like,
1: porn. I said porn. once. Okay. Just... I think I might have said it twice. Sure. Granted, we've been drinking Jameson, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah. We love you. Uh, talk to us if you want to. Don't talk to us if you don't want to. It's it's whatever.
0: Talk to Shanae specifically.
1: Yeah, I I reach out to me because I'm really bad at reaching out to other people.
0: Yeah, her phone number will be in the description of this episode.
1: Yeah, fuck it, why not? Sure. <laughs> mm, bye, guys.